Welcome to Head to Toe, stories from the history and future of healthcare. Hello, and welcome listeners. Today's episode highlights the trending topic of violence against healthcare workers and a hashtag you might have heard of, hashtag silent no more. Those of you who listen to the show may have heard the violence in the workplace episode from last summer, and that's where I first got hooked into this topic. Well, as far as podcasting goes. And in case you didn't listen to that episode or the concept of violence in the workplace is new to you, then let me just say that the risk of getting hurt in the workplace is not a new concept to most of us who work in healthcare. Doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists, secretaries, security guards, everyone. I urge you to look at the links in the show notes to find out more. Okay, moving on. In December, I interviewed Angela Simpson on the Best Stories Making a Difference episode. She talked about starting a foundation in 2017 to protect healthcare workers against violence. And I just had the toughest time editing my conversation with her down to a few minutes. She had so many awesome things to say. So I wanted to treat you head-to-toe listeners with the full 20-minute conversation I had with Angela, a motivated passionate nurse, leader, advocate, and national director and founder of the Silent No More Foundation. She and the foundation board are doing spectacular work with the clear message that enough is enough. We aren't going to take the punches anymore, the abuse anymore. We aren't going to be silent anymore. So please enjoy listening to her tell the foundation's origin story. Hello. Hi, is this Angela? This is Angela. Angela, hi, it's Marie McMillan. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marie? I am excited to talk to you. How about you just start (laughs) off by telling me a little bit about yourself? I live in Maryland, and I am a registered nurse. I have a bachelor's from Salisbury University, and my on-the-floor experience is actually in critical care on a step-down unit in a community hospital. Um, So we only got divided by acuity, not by body system. And it was an excellent way to really um, help me get over the baby nurse jitters, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I am actually in school right now. I am in a DNP program. I went back to Salisbury University for that. So I'm actually the graduate research assistant there, and that is between that and my kids and um, school and the foundation. I'm pretty busy. Actually, if you want to know the truth, yeah, I'm sitting here in my truck outside my kid's school, my kids at basketball practice, and I'm sitting here in my truck on my laptop trying to do homework. So, yeah, a little bit busy. I feel that you're not alone. I feel like there are many women out there in the country doing probably the very same thing right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. And I seem to be meeting a bunch of them, which has been really awesome. Um, So the foundation's pretty young. And I, along the way, have met the most amazing people. And there are a lot of them who have kids. They have a job. And they're also trying to be advocates in the nursing community and it's it's been really wild I love every single one of them I really do well that's so awesome I'm I'm so excited to hear a lot more about it and it's it's a topic that's just so gaining national attention and 
and I kind of stumbled along to it this summer. It's, my, my podcast really isn't focused on like hot topics or anything. Like I, I'm kind of a glutton yeah. for storytelling more than anything. Um, but yeah. that Utah thing, just, I just couldn't be quiet. I just was like, I gotta, I gotta do yeah. a show about this. So anyway, thank you so much for sharing yeah. it on your webpage and everything. That was, that was super, super cool of you. I've always had um, a particular interest in healthcare workplace violence because it's so common. And, you know, as a baby nurse, the very first person to ever land a punch on me afterwards, I just got treated with like this different level of respect. Like suddenly I was, I had finally arrived and I was finally welcomed into the the community of nurses on my floor and it was a rite of passage and that didn't sit that well with me like that it shouldn't be so normal that it feels like a rite of passage to have it happen mm-hmm. so um i followed stories off and on throughout the years but yeah this the story about the nurse in utah um i'm sorry not utah this did you hear about the nurse, the nurses who had been taken hostage at Delmore Hospital? Yeah, I heard that afterwards. That was the one that was in the correctional facility, right? Or at least the correctional ward within no. that facility? It actually was not. Okay. So, so basically, this is where Silent No More was born. Okay, yeah, tell me that. <laughs> sure. So, back in May, there was a hostage situation. Basically, the way it started, there was an inmate who had been in the hospital for a few days. And at this particular hospital in this state, there's only one corrections officer per inmate in the hospital. The corrections officer who was assigned during this one particular shift, I don't know you know, the media says that he may have been sleeping. I don't know what happened. The, the basically, he was not alert to what was going on, and the inmate was able to retrieve his weapon. The inmate left the room and went to an office that was nearby, found hostage number uh, one, got her out of her clothes, he took her clothes, he took her car keys, and he was about to make his escape with her when hostage number two came in. So he left hostage number two, and he grabbed, uh, I'm sorry, he left hostage number one, and he grabbed hostage number two and took her to an elevator and went to a different area of the hospital where he locked himself, he barricaded himself and her into a room, and he raped and assaulted her for the period of a few hours. And she knew in those moments that she was not going to leave that room alive. And it was the absolute literal definition of torture, what she went through. And so, you know, SWAT came along and he wanted a getaway car. That's the one thing that he was asking for. He was asking for an exit. And every time there was a failed negotiation, that is when he would rape her. So the rape happened multiple times. And the way that the situation ended was SWAT shot him fatally, but the bullet had to go through her before it went through him. And so she was shot, raped, beaten for hours. So 
this story when it came out, I remember just, you know, being on my iPad and seeing this really quick blip that just said there's a hostage situation and the site refreshed and the site then said hostage situation has just ended. There are no injuries. Everybody basically was living happily ever after. It was a, a win. Um, it didn't mention anything about what happened to her or what happened to hostage number one. It didn't mention anything. It just said, everybody's great. In the weeks that followed, more and more details started to come out. And um, I was watching a live video with, you know, a couple thousand of my best friends on the internet. And um, the the hashtag silent no more came up during this video and conversation. And everybody was just basically feeling really empowered to just rally around these nurses. And I'm an action person. If some, I'm not a person who waits for somebody else to see the moment and do things. I want to do it because I don't want to wait for somebody else to come around to it. So really just swept up in this emotional moment, I started this group. And the group was originally called Delnor's Law because we were talking about fighting for legal protections for healthcare workers. So, like I said, the group started off as Delnor's Law, but that, I mean, over time, our name kind of morphed into what it is today. But I started this group, and literally overnight, I got 1,200 members. And I brought in a couple of friends to help me with the moderation of it. But when I woke up that next morning and saw how many members there were waiting to get into this group and how many members were in it and they were active and they were engaged, I just realized I have this moment right here in my hand. I have this moment and it's up to me what I do with it. I can keep this group where everybody just complains and talks about how bad it is or I can really fix this problem. I can really, I can harness this energy and I can, I can use it for good. And, you know, I'm just one small person here in Maryland, but with all these people and, you know, by the end of that week, we had probably 3000 people with all of these people, we can really do something. And I did, and we did, and, you know, we really got our start there. And it was, you know, going from a Facebook group to an actual organization, that took weeks for me to really get the courage to do that. Um, The day that the group was formed was June 5th, and I filed incorporation paperwork and got the approval for that on July 14th. So I didn't have as much courage in the days that followed to do something so huge, but you know, the energy and the passion of the people in this group, it's up to 7,600 people now, I think. And we've got a unique following on our other social media accounts. So it's a pretty sizable group. And we've been making a bunch of noise. And the whole idea is that um, because this really is part of the culture and healthcare, and it's not just nurses, it's doctors, it's CNA, it's respiratory therapists, everybody. And it's not just in the hospital, it's in home health and outpatients. Um, we 
really have just created this momentum to be silent no more. The culture has to change and we can't be complicit in what it is that's happening. But nothing's going to change if we keep this our dirty little secret, you know? Yeah. So we've, we've really just, that's really how we got our start. And, you know, we've worked from that angle of being silent no more. And since the group started, we've had, um, we've had other assaults that have kind of come up on the radar and it's just, it's brilliant and it's tragic at the same time because we don't want bad things to happen but when they do, we have another example to show legislators and to show the general public, look, this is happening. This is a problem. We need to be silent no more. We need to do something about this. I mean, I'm so passionate about this. And it's, it's, I didn't want to be one of those people who burned out in the first two weeks. I wanted to make sure I was a person who had endurance. And, and you know, thankfully I have, and I've become more passionate the further time has gone on. So, yeah, I, I like to tell the story of Silent No More. I really do because it's so important, you know? Mm-hmm. Where do you see it going in the next 12 months? What's, what, is, what does Silent No More look like, the foundation look like in 2018? So right now we are still a baby organization. We are still at our very beginning. One of my... Um, initial really important high priority first goals is to make sure that we have developed our website better. Right now, there's really nothing on our website that's any different than you would find on our social media pages. But really what we have developed a website for is to, first of all, kind of leap away from social media and identify ourselves as a real presence in the world. But I also want to have it be... uh, uh, um, resource for anybody who would like to know what are the, what are the laws in my state? What rights do I have to report this? What what protections do I have if I do report this? Because understand, a lot of people are silenced because their employers really pressure them not to report. And you know, it's honestly, it's it's kind of hard to say this. I kind of understand that hospitals do not want to have the reputation of being a dangerous place. It doesn't serve the patients at all to have them afraid that there's violence around them. So they also need protection. And people don't know what laws there are that exist that might protect them if they do step up and report. So I want it to be a resource with just, you know, access to up-to-date legislative information that might help them out of a situation where they want to report but don't feel comfortable doing it. I also want it to be a, a place that has content that grows over time, articles and stuff like that. Um, so the website is one huge priority. So in 2018, I would say look to see that grow and develop. I also want to find some more states to work in. So far, we've had success in two states. Um, we we partnered up with Show Me Your Stethoscope and Illinois Nurses Association in Illinois. And Illinois has a tremendous amount of great energy. And they already have a bill on their floor um, being discussed for healthcare workplace violence legislation. 
So Illinois has done a great job. Our second state that we looked at was Kansas, and we're still at the beginning stages of developing a bill for Kansas, but we did get a pledge from a legislator to introduce and support a bill going in. So I call that a win. Um, so we need to find other areas. Uh, New Mexico just posted an advisory to their hospitals basically saying, look, it makes financial sense to prevent the violence instead of responding to it. Plus, it's just a nice thing to do. So I really think um, the first state that we might look at working in next for the beginning of 2018 being New Mexico. I also would love to get things started in my own state. I'm in Maryland, and um, you know how they say the cobbler's son has the worst shoes? (laughs) Because he's so busy fixing it. Yeah. So Maryland has been very neglected. I haven't really done anything in Maryland yet, so I'd like to have Maryland get added to the um, the list of states that we're doing active work in, too. Um, I think also we have talked about developing a program with the foundation where we can actually support victims of healthcare workplace violence who find themselves in severely, uh, severely difficult situations because of their healthcare workplace violence incident. We just had one person that we helped. Um, we used the hashtag FloridaLPN. Uh, her situation is she had been assaulted by a patient who hit her in the head with something metal and she ended up with a TBI and she wasn't able to go back to work and she basically used up all of her savings And in the end, she's ended up homeless. So we decided to help her out, and we were able to provide some support for her. But I actually want this to kind of grow into a thing we do regularly. I would really love to help more people in this way. Um, So I think that's probably another thing that we're going to take on in 2018. I don't know because I'm in school and the other board members, all but two of them, are also in school. I'm not sure how much more we'll be able to take on than that in 2018, but I keep an open mind. So I'm sure that's not the whole list. Yeah, that might not be the whole list, but, you know, I if something comes our way and it's inspiring and it's something that should be done, we might do that too. Well, I, I just... I, I, I would like to speak on behalf of nurses everywhere, but I'm not exactly that. I mean, my, my microphone isn't that big, but um, <laughs> thank you for all the work you're doing. It's important. And I, I like what you have to say about I don't want it to be just like a two week burnout thing. I want it to like, you know, you want it to be meaningful and continued and show real change. Absolutely. And I commend you for that. And that's just that is. Yeah, that is so important to me. I identified that as a potential setback back in the very beginning, you know, if I really stick my head in the sand of this too much, too strongly, I could burn out. And the content, the content of what we are working on is heavy and it's tragic and it's heartbreaking. And to be in that 24-7, I mean, it's most of what we're doing is online, so it really is 24-7 it can get overwhelming sometimes. So, yeah, I I do need to pull back sometimes. And, and sometimes people might wait a while for a response from me from something, but it's like I have to kind of step back from it a little bit um, just to make sure that 
I'm in it for the long haul. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's that's only they, healthy. And it, yeah. it sounds like you have enough interest in that. There's going to be people who are going to fill in whatever holes that there are. So I, I wouldn't worry too and much. That has, yeah, that has been my experience so far. People are so passionate about this right there with me. So I've met wonderful people who have just volunteered so much time to help me and to help the foundation. And I don't, I don't know. When I think about this foundation as a whole, it's not mine. It's it's ours. We we all are doing the work together. There's so much to do. And like you said, I can't even claim to speak for everybody in my foundation. I'm just one person. You know? It's the same thing that you were saying about not having um a microphone big enough for that. I totally understand that. My name is Angela Simpson. I'm the founder and national director for Silent No More Foundation. And if you would like any more information about us and what we're doing, you can find us on the web at silentnomorefoundation.com or you can join the conversation on Facebook in the group called Healthcare Workers Protection Act or you can check out our Facebook page, which is Silent No More Foundation. There have been some pretty monumentous occasions, but if I was to summarize the biggest events of the year, I think just making the leap of faith to do this in the first place is probably pretty amazing, definitely. Well, keep on leaping. You're doing a great job, Angela. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to speak with me on my very nerdy podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I hope And there you have it. Thank you so much, Angela, again, for taking the time to talk with me late last November. Please, listeners, look at today's show notes for links to the Facebook group, Healthcare Workers Protection Act, where the grassroots movement is ongoing. People post their own stories there. There are call to action videos. And there's even a virtual open mic night now. Very cool things in that Facebook group. Please go check it out. Also, take a moment to visit the Silent No More Foundation website, silentnomorefoundation.com, and click support our cause, where you can donate to their PayPal account. Funds will be used to further the work of the organization. Angela also wanted me to relay a special invitation to healthcare professionals everywhere to join Silent No More at the Nurses Take DC rally on April 25th and 26th in Washington, DC. The group will join others in raising awareness about improving nurse-to-patient ratios and talk with legislators about crafting safe staffing laws. For those of you that don't know, ratios are so important to workplace violence because one risk factor for assaults and the severity of assaults in the workplace is short staffing or higher nurse-to-patient ratios. More info on that movement at NursesTakeDC.com. They also have a Facebook group, Nurses Take DC. In conclusion, we are all in this together. Creating safe workplaces is the responsibility of everyone. I hope you can join the conversation or simply help us out by being a decent, respectful, non-violent person the next time you're at your doctor's office, local urgent care, or hospital center. Thanks again for listening to Head to Toe. As always, feel free to contact me at macmillanpages at gmail.com or leave a voicemail on the podcast feedback line, 503-512-0185. I love feedback. I love your ideas. I want to hear what's up. Intro outro music from today's episode was brought to you by Wesley Price. You can find his music on both LinkedIn and SoundCloud. Stay tuned for another episode in February. And until then, take care.